0: As I mentioned, we're into this series of looking at wellness and what that means for our lives and discerning um, from Jesus, re- referencing, of course, the the prayer uh, of loving God with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And we've been seeing through this livingcompass.org a way of categorizing this in a way that we can begin to assess how we're doing. And we, we start out by looking at our emotions, the heart, and emotions are there, and sometimes We've learned to suppress emotion. Uh, Sometimes we allow emotions to send us to rage. Um, The point is emotions are there to let you know either something to celebrate or there's concern or injustice. And we should think about it, reflect upon it, and then respond. And responding is a decision we make that allows us our relationships to be well. When we make decisions based on our commitment and our sacrificing and caring for them instead of just simply an emotion. And then last week, we started looking uh, at the soul and spirituality and that centering, that being, that will within us to honor God. And then to make sure that we allow time for rest and play that allows us to love even better. So how's it going with you this week? And now we enter into the mind, dealing with how we would um, organize our life or see our vocation. And just to allow us, the choir is going to lead us or an opportunity for us to slow down, just take a moment. May this be a sacred time. Maybe even some of us can place our hands in our lap as a means of prayer and allow us to be engaged in the Spirit. Down oh or slow me down, or will you help me, Lord? I said, Slow, slow me down, me slow down, me down, oh Lord. I'm not ready for the judgment He's day, oh can you hear he it, Lord? me, Lord? You gotta slow me down, slow me down, oh, I am tired, Lord. Lord. you gotta slow me down, oh will you help me, Lord? Ain't got time to think and pray, ain't got time to think. Judgment day ready for the judgment day Time is running out they say Time is running out they say I gotta slow down Me, slow, slow, me down, Lord, tired, slow me down, oh Lord Slow me down, oh Lord You gotta slow, slow, me, down, me, slow down, me down, oh Lord Slow me down, oh Lord Slow me down, oh Lord I said slow me down Slow me down, oh Lord I'm not ready for the judgment day But can you hear please, me, me, me. I gotta slow me down slow Slow me down, slow me down. Thank you, choir. Slowing down. Big step in our wellness. It's so important. We get so caught up in the urgency of our lives and we don't take the opportunities to pause. Take an assessment. If you need a specific one, I encourage you to take the one on livingcompass.org just to assess how you're doing in these areas of your life and, and reflect upon how you might take steps. What are the possibilities? I know we get hung up in the problems, but what are the possibilities? I know we look to the grass that's greener on the other side, but how about seeing the grass that is green because we water it? What we pay attention to is what has the potential for growth and transformation. In this assessment plan, it talks about how we can take steps of faith, um, how we can get focused on a specific thing that we really feel that this is, this is where I want to draw my attention. Maybe it's something that I want to get stronger in, or, or maybe it's something I do pretty well in, but I know I can make it stronger. Yet it doesn't matter. It's your decision. You can assess your life and focus in what makes it importance to you. It's an action oriented step that we're going to take in response. That we find ourselves inspired by God, that, that spiritual compass within our souls that guides us. It's time-specific, just like any smart decision we make, right? Time-specific, and when I'll accomplish it. And finally, the importance of being heartfelt and honest. Do I passionately want to do this? Because we know the change comes hard, doesn't it? So we look at both our sense of organization and our sense of vocation. I mean, let's face the fact that disorganization can be really unsettling while somehow just getting organized just seems to free us up. Maybe you've cleaned the garage or a closet or something recently and you just know that feeling. Or you just got caught up in laundry, whatever it is, right? It's just that and taking a sense of how we're organized is so important. The thing about it is sometimes we don't associate um, how our lives are organized like we do for physical health. We're aware that we might work out really hard once every other year is probably not going to have a lot of impact, right? And so why do we think the garage is any different, right? And so attention to how our lives are organized allows us freedom. It's the phrase, you know, I'm caring for my future self, right? And making plans and how I organize. And organization comes across a variety of things. Sometimes it is just this organizing the stuff in our lives and uh, making sure that we take plans of how it can be. There's certainly this sense of clutter that might be around us and how it is organized. But we need to see organization in a holistic way. It's more than just the stuff. It's about our spiritual being, our emotions, our relational wellness, all of these things. There's a proverb, chapter 20, and verse 5, a proverb that reminds us. You can read this with me if you'd like, I think. Um, Yes. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to want. There's this sense and this challenge of us making sure that we take the time, that we don't act too hastily, that we're moving in a pace that makes sense for us. We're always involved in this ongoing dance of possessions within our lives. But sometimes that stuff accumulates and it it starts to take over. Regular attention is critical. Consider the priorities of your life when you consider what the minimalists tell us, right? Love people and use things because the opposite never works, right? Love people and use things because the opposite never works. As hard as we might try to make it work. And then it gets us out of whack and our wellness suffers and our sense of connectedness and the community suffers because all of a sudden these things take priority. I just wonder if that's the essence of our challenge in our world in general. We're so hung up on things or so hung up on ideas that we don't value the people around us. The heart of Jesus' command to love with our heart, soul, mind, and strength is about a relationship with God and each other. Clutter plays such an important part in our well-being, whether it is physical things or if it's um, stuff we're struggling with emotionally or luggage we're taking around. Maybe we're dealing with grudges we hold. Or how about resentment? That might be one of our favorite things we love, right? And um, some of you know that my dissertation work was all around forgiveness and just looking at how resentment just hurts our lives. Isn't it amazing what we think resentment does to the person we're angry with? It's like drinking poison and hoping they die. Resentment is not healthy, it's not helpful, and it's one of those things that clutters our lives and it moves us away from God's intent. Clutter comes from the same root word as clot. It means to block or obscure. And that's what can happen when clutter comes into our lives. I like how Stephen Covey, in his Seven Habits of Highly, effective people talks about the tyranny of the urgent and maybe you've heard that expression people are often overwhelmed by all the stuff that's going on so much so it's hard to even pause and soon everything becomes urgent and they lose the ability to plan and to prioritize to step back to slow down Planning and prioritizing will save us time in the long run. We know that, but it's so hard in the tyranny of the urgent to be calm and assess what we need to do. So I invite you to join me in just being honest about how we're doing in our lives right now and taking a moment to pause. I'm constantly getting pulled, the sense I must move to the next thing. But as your pastor, it doesn't mean doing much good when I'm not taking time to pause and to be with God in the moment. To reflect upon, God, is, is this what you want? Or is this just something urgent, demanding my time? How might we be intentional about making more organized our lives in areas of either clutter or relationships or other things? Immanuel Kant, an 18th century German philosopher, says, Science is organized knowledge. Wisdom is organized life. We have a God who likes to create and organize out of chaos. The film we saw last night, Friday Night Blinds, uh, created by Scott, it's incredible and it's getting all these awards. And I just, I just pause to celebrate how this individual sees the situation and, and pauses and, and then just creates this beautiful 15-minute um, film uh, that just draws us into meaning and purpose. That's the nature of what it means to be organized in our life, to creativity and create space. The scripture from Luke chapter 14, Jesus is just teaching on the whole issue of making sure we understand before we move ahead what is needed. If you'd like to join me in reading. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost To see whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and has not been able to finish. Common sense but how much of our lives are spent putting in foundations and we didn't even think about how we're going to frame that first floor. How do we provide for ourselves the opportunity? Because all of these things, this tyranny of the urgent, the demands of our lives, it seems overwhelming. And we talked about it even last week, that we use all these tools to make us more efficient, but all it does mean is that we squeeze a little bit more into our day. Just as if we get a few more items for our house, we find a place to squeeze it in as well. But maybe we can commit to pause, to slow down, to allow ourselves to reflect and understand what is it my life is building? What am I about? How can I set priorities? And we find that is those priorities are set by our commitment to that next part of honoring God with our mind. And that is our purpose, our vocation. Vocation is a sense of a life purpose. This is who I am. This is how I'm gifted. It's a lifelong process of just discerning who I am and how I live and what I do. It's seeking clarity to understand how I make decisions and move forward in life. I'm taking the time I need to do it. These kinds of mission statements have become popular um, in uh, business and everywhere else. Um, The Starbucks coffee company, our mission To inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. I don't think they say anything about flavor or anything, but (laughs) creating an image, understanding their purpose, that's inspiring to me. And It would seem like that would inspire those who work for them. To nurture the human spirit, it reflects our vocation and our purpose. As a church, we're refining our sense of mission and how we're moving into a spiritual journey pathway during the season of Lent. And the next two weeks, we're going to be doing what's called Build-A-Bag, which is bringing information and um, some parting gifts, so don't miss this, um, together and, and uh, creating this idea of how we can move into Lent with intentionality. And it focuses around our spiritual journey pathway, which is how we're going to connect with God and others through worship and hospitality and fellowship opportunities, how we're going to grow through biblical reflection in small groups, and how we're going to serve through ministry in the life of the church and mission beyond the walls, connecting, growing, and serving. You're going to hear that so much, you're going to get sick of it. But I hope it inspires you and it becomes compelling to you a way to measure and assess, how am I doing? I want to set priorities that honor God. I want a mission statement for my life that reflects my vocation, my being. For me, I find myself just desiring to love God and my family, my church, my community. I want to be a local pastor who helps and encourages and inspires people to allow their faith to lead them into acts of love. What is it that drives your life? How do you make decisions and set priorities for yourself? Understanding who you are is critical. You're special, you're unique, and nobody else can do what God is calling and asking you to do and to be. Paul was dealing with the church of Corinth, and the challenge there was everybody was kind of different, and it was hard to keep them unified, because sometimes when we're different and unique, we use it as a reason to exclude and separate. But Paul's trying to remind the church how that is to function as the body of Christ. And again, if you'd like to read along with me from 1 Corinthians 12. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit... And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. There's so much to unpack in that text. And maybe you can get time this afternoon just to look at it again. But it's clear that he was telling them there's differences, uniqueness. And each of us brings us to the purpose. And why? Because it's one God, one spirit. And when we lose track of that, then our uniqueness becomes, again, a reason to exclude and belittle others. We don't need to do that. We can honor God by seeing we are put here for the common good. How might we love and care and serve in meaningful ways? We are called to live with the uniqueness of what we have to offer. Oscar Wilde, the Irish author, says, Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. (laughs) Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And maybe you don't feel good about yourself right now. And you're thinking, don't I have any other options? And I believe it's because there's more to be revealed about who you are and understand your uniqueness and your beauty and how God has created you with meaning, to learning to be your true self. And when we get a sense of our true self, that sense of God's creative being at work in us, I think we begin to feel more energized. We seem to align our faith with the values we generally are concerned about others. We're patient and kind. Intimacy happens with ourselves and with God and others. We find ourselves genuine, honest, and open. We find ourselves humble, and we acknowledge our limits and our mistakes. But you know what? When we're not ourselves, when we're our false self, when we're, we're disconnected with, I think, of our basic vocation being, sometimes we're feeling tired and drained. We're too rushed. We're not aware, not aligned with our faith and our values. It's so much chaos. We become self-centered because it's all we can maintain. And we pretend about being interested in others. We become impatient and irritable. Lots of um, intensity and drama and little intimacy. We're guarded. We're secretive. We wear a mask. We become arrogant, self-righteous. And we have this desire to be needed, to be seen as right. We know when we're being true to ourselves, and we know when we're not. And I pray we could gain a deeper sense of that by pausing, slowing down and taking the time to let ourselves be aligned with God's call and created purpose, that we might find our lives become organized out of a sense of our vocation, of our being. A person's vocation is not the same as a job. And it's wonderful when they match up well, but some of us know when our vocation has nothing to do with the work we're called to do. And it gets hard, doesn't it? And the challenge is to see how vocation can influence the work we do. Maybe we find ourselves, vocation finding its way through serving others or relationships with our family and friends, our neighborhood, our faith community, wherever it might be. Once we have a clear sense of our vocation, we will find ways to express it, in many creative ways. Not so much because we're trying to do so, but because we cannot help ourselves but to do so. That vocation, because a natural extension of our being and purpose, we're conforming to the sense of God's presence and grace for our lives. We seek guidance from God's Spirit to breathe deep the breath of God. And we have an opportunity to support and care for each other as we go through this journey of seeing our vocations revealed. In Romans, we read in chapter 12, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. the alignment, the wellness, our faith can set us free and enables us to be present for people around us and to see the needs of the world and act as agents of God's grace and love. This week there was an article in the journal Sentinel and it just reminds me sometimes we hit discontent and there are things that need our attention This article was about 1 in 10 teens attempting suicide over the last three years. The agency reported, while they're tracking the well-being of youth in Wisconsin, half of Wisconsin youth say they have difficulty obtaining mental health services, and half of ages 3 through 27 getting assistance with mental health conditions. The study showed the stressors that are causing is academic pressures, widespread gun violence, racism and discrimination, especially around the LGBTQ policies, political uh, divisiveness and climate change. We see that, we hear it, and for them at their age, they're still trying to discern how to walk through it, and we need to be, get- to be together. We have to be understanding our purpose and meaning to bring healing and hope. Support and love. And for families dealing with childcare options and financial insecurity and food insecurity or housing insecurity, the challenge is there, but the opportunity is there too. How might we make decisions to organize ourselves around ways that release us from the tyranny of the moment and live into the possibilities of honoring God through our vocation? So, how is it with your soul today? It'd be a good time to slow down. It'd be a good time to be reminded that a life we're living well is the very life God intends for us. Not because we avoid the needs, but because we're equipped to live into them with courage and strength. I invite you again to pause for a moment. And again, if it's helpful to lay lay your hands on your lap with your hands up, it does for me. It just makes me open to the movement of the Spirit. Let us pray. Holy God, sometimes life gets so busy, it's hard to see and prepare for the next moment. But we know that we need to pause, we need to take a deep breath. We have to allow ourselves to make priorities that honor you, God, and are a blessing to our own lives and to the people around us. We need to set priorities based on who you've created us to be. So guide any of us who are struggling today and may your Holy Spirit reach into our very center of our being to encourage us, to guide us, gives us a vision of what it means to live a life that is lived well in Jesus precious name amen